Welcome back, fellow travelers. This is not Russell. This is Ned coming at you live from my office. And I sound like I'm a daggum NPR host Sunday trucker guy. I, I think you got like that early morning zoo radio thing going for you oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's... Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Ned coming at you live in the morning. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> and I want to kill myself. <laughs> wake, wake yourself up. Come on. What are you doing? We're all awake <laughs> right now. I got so much energy. I had five coffees coming in this morning. What's up? I am Russell Tyndall, and I did not have any coffee because I've cut it out of my life for Ooh. as long as I can. We're doing an Adventure Time podcast, if you can't figure that yeah. one out based off of this intro. Um, Ned, I've been messing this up, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it just to get this out of the way for the podcast. <laughs> uh this could be terrible. I don't know why you're doing this. Oh, I just feel like I have to now. Like, okay, we keep... do it. Just do All it. Right. Just get it out of the I'll, way. Uh, stop. All right, hold on. All right, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Nowadays, everybody won't talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. Motherfuckers that like they forgot about Dr. J. Dr. J. This episode's Do- about J. the Apple Thief. The it's Apple not Dr. Thief J. And the Dr. J gang. Yeah. And I just cussed, but it was a part of a song, so I feel like it's okay, right? I don't know. Yeah, you avoided Mom, you avoided uh, cancellation cuss words. Hey, that Russell gets first, canceled cuss words, so that's good. That was in the first like minute. Well, that was Eminem's verse on, I think it's the chorus or the hook or whatever on that Dr. Dre song. Uh, forgot about Dre. In case you just are uneducated, such as Ned Pruitt on the other side of this microphone. I... I maybe know that song. It's just the fact that the, I'm just so the, white. I'm so bad. The, your inflections on delivering it at the very beginning it makes it sound like it's about to be like some sort of 1940s monologue. Like, hey, everybody, now hey, everybody, sound like they want to talk. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that. You sound like a, like a 1940s car auctioneer. Well, how about them apples? How apples. about those apples? Apple Matt Damon is Mr. Pig. Matt Damon? No, he's not. Get out of here. That'd be awesome. No, he's not. Uh, that would be awesome, though. Oh, no, I, I wish, I wish Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, one of the two, had some sort of Adventure Time voice cameo. Would have been Beat awesome. Him to the pig, just that would super, be so cool. super Boston. Ned, can you guess my lovely for this episode? <laughs> oh man, um, I don't know, actually. I had a, I had a lot of toss ups for lovelies myself. So if I had to wager a guess on your Do lovely, you need a hint? I'll give you a hint. Uh, yeah, it's it's Wormo. No, we just talked oh. about him. Oh, Dr. J? No, dude. The, the pig. The pig. Oh, Mr. Pig. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Mr. Pig. Easy. Why, why Easy. would he not be my lovely? Uh, he was my runner-up. I'm sorry, y'all. They're making me do this. I'll try and make it quit. He's like, oh, man. You know, like, I hate that I got to eat you guys. But it's kind of like part of our deal. And I'm here. And I just eat people for these... Uh, uh, near dwellers. <laughs> well, the the scary thing for me is that he says I'll make it quick, which yeah. like absolutely oh, leads me before. to believe he has done this before. Like he's definitely done it before. Uh, and I would lovely. assume with candy people, which I guess is a little easier, correct? Like, mm, mm-hmm. you know. So typically speaking, it probably wouldn't be all that bad. I mean, we already know the cannibal people are. Uh, the cannibal, the cannibal people. The candy people are cannibals. Can, the cannibal peoples. <laughs> the cannibal people. The antelope in it. I sound like I'm doing another Eminem rap. <laughs> cannibal. 
but no. Yeah, we already do know, know that Texas, Starchy worry. thinks anyway. that flesh tastes delicious. But that's actually, that was Finn's flesh. But yeah, they uh, even Lemon Grab sucked on Mr. Uh, excuse me, Peppermint Butler. He was like sucking on him when he was like super spicy. So like, that's true. There is something, there is something a little bit off about candy people eating candy people. But at least Mr. Pig, we, we know that, uh, yeah, I mean, if he, especially if he ate like, somebody like a gummy worm, I don't think it would take him very long, you know? No, no, Which leads no, me I, to my lovely, which is, oh, which is Wormo. Wormo. Yeah. I don't, Why? I don't know. Who's I, the heck he, happening? What? Wait, what? Who the heck happening? Who's what? the heck happening? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like this, it just, it reminded me of like the stupid henchmen in like all like, I don't know, like not mob movies, but like mystery, like, we're busting into the bad guy's secret lair and there's like the one idiot guy. And usually mm-hmm. that would have been like that voice could have been Smudge, the gingerbread man. It could have been flip-flopped and then Smudge for sure would have been my lovely Smudge at that point. Smudge is so but, great. And then also sour gummy worms are like my favorite candy. So it kind of well, went hand in hand. Wormo kind of embraces his inner Silk Sonic and he... He's going to leave the door open. That freaking fool didn't close the door yeah. behind him. He's, I, he's the I worst. bugged me too that like you're hiding or guarding this like secret hideout and you left the door wide open with an expectation that it would shut. But you know, the sneaker that it catches on the inside is actually Jaybird's sneaker because he had the is red it sneakers. It is Jaybird's technically. So it's not even uh, It's Dr. not J. even Dr. J's, Yeah. Very weird. I'm yeah, very to weird. supposed to I, be. I think that Dr. was an Jay, inconsistency. Right? I think it yeah. was an inconsistency, but okay. That's yeah, weird. it turns out that Jaybird's shoes are red and Dr. J's shoes are not. So, hmm. yeah, in in essence, with that error in the show, we don't know how Dr. J gets in. Yeah. Besides, Wormo he's got the muscle. Has, maybe it's the muscle. Maybe it's a know. bat door somewhere. Wormo definitely has some of my, like one of my favorite moments of this episode is him comparing diamonds to apples, you know, money is bread, rock knockers and butter slaps. Ned, could you tell me what either one of those are? I have a theory, Urban Dictionary. I tried to make this an Urban Dictionary segment. (laughs) Can you you submit it to Urban Dictionary? (laughs) What is a rock knocker? I Uh, tried to look it up. Also known as butter slaps. I... I can, I'm going to be crass. I I was going to say I was going to be crass and I was going to say it's Candy Kingdom boobies. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's festival boobs, like a rock fest, rock knockers. Um, but Urban Dictionary, why would they be called butter slaps? Butter slaps. Um, I don't know. Smooth like butter. I'm in a weird mode or weird mood (laughs) today. It's a good, it's a good podcasting mood for a weird episode, you know? We need something in this episode. The constipated well, cookie wasn't quite pulling <laughs> enough weight. <laughs> I really wish that. So for all my Adventure Time fans out there, I really wish that they had kept it consistent out there and that the chocolate chip cookie in the ne'er-do-well bar was Crunchy, um, who is a cookie in the future that does like go bad. And they basically have like a huge scene where he's like, holding up a supermarket like mm. like with with a gun um that'd be pretty great and so if they kind of kept it in like been a good automatically put him as a c-list character in this episode to lead up to that one i would have been like oh that that's awesome like consistency through the show so maybe that was supposed to be a, a weird form variation of crunchy 
at some point. So yeah, well, they get into that Kenny Tavern, right? And uh, that's where Jake used to snatch old ladies' purses. I'm guessing with Tiffany, perhaps. I don't know. Yes, good call. There is an episode coming up. I mean, gosh, it's 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 pretty pretty far from now. It's called One Last Job, and it goes into the full story of Jake and the old gang, Jake and Tiffany. So now we know that not only Jake used to run with different friends besides Finn is that they were not they were not good people and it leads you to believe like that's why Jake's not hanging well, out with those guys anymore. He didn't you know, know it was wrong. Can you really blame him? Come on. Come on. I, 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 I would have given him some credit, okay, <laughs> if he was like orphan baby like Finn, but Joshua and Margaret are awesome. They're great parents. Why there's no, there's, this is such a Jake mistake. This is my Jake mistake. Making bacon pancakes. There's no excuse, yeah. dude. Like, this was not a time when you're like, I didn't know it was wrong. I was snatching ladies and, and hawking bikes, you know. Yeah, you used to hawk stolen in bikes. In the Candy Kingdom. Like, come that's on, a multiple man. step process, too, right? Like, yeah. that's not just something you like stealing a purse, you might have some regret or whatever, but you steal a bike and then you go, all right, time, time to sell this. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not just like you bought, you, you got one bike and that was your bike now, you know. He was, he had a whole black market something going on. He did. Also, your your buddy Wormo, your lovely, referred to himself as a ne'er do well, and I just I was like, well, only in this show, are the bad guys <laughs> referring themselves to as, as the bad guys <laughs> as ne'er do wells. Yeah, I, no, I love it. Same same thing. I love that this episode um, had a lot of the what would you call it? More just like absurdities of Adventure Time. So not only is yeah. it like the or, candy, it kingdom. seems like it did now. Good grief. I didn't yeah. think of it while I was watching the show. No, yeah. If you think about it now, it's like um, they're going to go help her find Apple because there's a, there's an Apple thief out there. Second of all, that there is uh, – they, they go and dirty themselves up in the bathroom and they come back out and the guy's like, doesn't recognize them. That's an yeah. Adventure Time absurdity. I, I think he did because he had already gotten that kind of weird – vibe from them at the beginning and so when they went back to the bathroom it was like okay I'm, i gotta bring these guys to jaybird and like threaten them because oh, so you think he, they work for dr oh J. I yeah think he, i guess he did he sell them out. out yeah he did figure it out oh you're right you're yeah. right so and maybe that was less part of the gang or whatever that's like their hangout sort of a thing no i totally agree with you this episode is all over the place and as we get to uh tree trunks as we get uh further into the plot and how the plot uh comes around at the end it truly is ridiculous every yeah. every bit of the way. But this guy, I, I guess he's a mint flavored ice cream cone upside down, right? That's his whole thing. The the bartender, yeah, or, the bartender. or yeah, bartender. I couldn't figure it out, man. I was like, I tried to figure out if he was ice cream. I think it says ice cream bartender on the the wiki. But I'm like, I guess uh, mint is that the baddest flavor of ice cream? Do we even know? Is is rum it's probably raisin? pistachio? Pistachio. I'd pistachio say if there does. was an if there was an ice cream flavor, I had to deem as an, yeah, and not because it's bad. Pistachio just because would it's, beat uh, you up, you know. Like, yeah, like it absolutely. Pistachio would. for sure would beat you up. Yeah, that's what I. That's, <laughs> what, I that's what I think. I don't oh, rum raisin. Well, raisin. that would be like that would be like that's the like drunkard the old person. <laughs> That'd be the, the old person, the old alcoholic candy person at the bar would be rum yeah. raisin ice cream for sure. Yeah. My my grandma bought rum raisin one time thinking it was vanilla for our pie and me and all the cousins <laughs> like it was already scooped onto the pie and we took a bite and every one of us 
freaked out. We had never tried rum raisin before. I think it's terrible. I, I haven't had it since. I, <laughs> it I so can bad. honestly say I don't think I have. I could I could imagine it being good on like a pecan pie, but not on anything else really. I couldn't even not when you're expecting you vanilla bean. Was. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even tell you what the the flavor notes or, <laughs> rum or anything and were at this point. <laughs> yeah, rum and raisins. If it had rum in it, man, you shouldn't be giving it to the grandkids. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, Kidding for this. me, not I would never do that nowadays, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I said oh. like I'm I'm in a weird mood today. I know. I got, you gotta be in a weird mood to to dissect this episode, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about tree trunks in this episode? I know we, this is what, Ooh. maybe our third, if not fourth appearance of tree trunks in the show so far. And yeah. how are you feeling? Uh I'm feeling like she belongs in the streets. You think so? She's she's hard knocking, near dwelling. I think I think well, I, and to some degree, I think she's just meant for the streets, man. Tree trunks. First off, she was attacked. I guess I don't know what the consistency is with that. The table is broken. Her house looks like someone's gone through. Maybe she had a rager. She's just passed out, and then she wakes up. <laughs> and she remembers like, oh crap, all my apples are gone. How how are all the apples gone? Come on, are the magpies that hungry? But. She's, well, they she's aren't even eating out. them. They just drop it, and they're just dropping one at a time. So that magpie is just—it's so just a matter of hungry. how yeah. long was that magpie <laughs> working to go get every apple in her orchard out of the trees for sure. Hey, no tangents, but I do just because we're talking about the apples. Um, I might have some apple facts for you. You got apple facts, okay? Yeah, Russell's top three apple facts. Got a segment. This is a reoccurring <laughs> segment. Every uh, week, we're coming at you hot with the best apple facts. Apple facts. Magpies do, in fact, eat apples. Oh, that's a, that's probably why they picked magpies. That's mm, yeah. smart. That's good. More importantly, though, magpies also eat figs. Ned, did you know that there's a wasp in every fig? No, wait. I've heard that a long time ago. On this podcast. <laughs> Maybe, maybe so. Maybe we have talked about yeah. wasp figs on we this podcast facts. before. We had fig facts. <laughs> that's what this is a reference to, Ned. This whole bit is a, a fig right. fact reference. That can't count as your second one, though, because that's not an apple No, that's fact. number one. Number two, 36 apples in a gallon of apple cider. Cider, I oh, hardly that's... know her. Number three, uh, I've got two in my fridge that I just keep forgetting to eat. <laughs> I'm the same way. We always buy four apples and one goes uneaten and then goes bad. Always. It gets like, Always. it slides underneath the bag of salad. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man, that's been in there for like two weeks now. Yeah. Which, it's because always, I've also not eaten my salad. So. <laughs> and it's always like, it's kind of like it's the last apple and you're like, oh, well, it's good. It's good that we have fruit in the fridge. And if you eat yeah. that last apple, then there's no more fruit left. And so it's kind of- It just the, makes you feel good. It makes you makes feel you like, feel you like you're, you know, right. attempting to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you go to the Kroger, you buy an apple and you're just like, hell yeah, dude. Bought an All apple right. today. I do have a question for you, and I yeah. want I want your theory on it. Who or what knocked Raggedy Princess off her scarecrow, like jo- joist or whatever it was? And why is she in an open grave? As a as a ditch, I guess. I didn't just call Dude, it a there's, ditch, but there's like a cross at the top it, of it. It does look like a like a freshly dug grave so and she's got it's a little scary a piece of glass stabbed into her head does she always have that yeah yeah she's raggedy okay. man well she's definitely in an open grave and she's been there a long time by the ne'er-do-wells but um, they never explain like, i'm gonna sass those boys up or sass those boys up nasty 
Sass those boys. I, lo- I, I did love that line. I don't know if there are ne'er-do-wells. Maybe there were in her situation, but Tree Trunks, like I said, she's in her kitchen. The table's broken. She's been attacked. Um, man, someone someone put a hit on Tree Trunks? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think anyone stole her apples. I don't know why she attacked. She jumped on Jake. Not that I think that's the first time she's ever jumped on Jake in the show, but um, that was a little a wink joke uh there ned you can laugh it's okay no no i won't <laughs> no sexual jokes no no, uh, no sexual jokes not no at sexual all. jokes <laughs> but yeah i know i think she just like did it right through a rager or something i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe in her maybe maybe in tree trunks's uh anger rage of her apples being gone she blacked out and she was the one that knocked raggedy princess off yeah. potential there yeah, I mean, I certainly don't think anyone, uh, you know, put a hit on that old lady who likes to make apple pies for even the most heinous of cretins. She's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, she's in with the baddies, dude. Like, she's down. I'm telling you, she belongs in the streets. She's my most punchable character, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting how her inappropriate behavior is forgiven because she makes pies. Like... That's the excuse, and everyone's down for it. She's like I said, she's down and hangs out with the baddies, and it's, yeah, they. I feel like fun. the last couple of tree trunks. I mean, really, in all of them, tree trunks causes a ruckus for Finn and Jake, and they always end up helping her in kind of these situations that she's thrust upon herself. Um, when they go hunting for the crystal gem apple, when she is the crystal gem like guardian, all that stuff. That Finn and Jake are always willing to help her. And I don't know, maybe the ulterior motive is that the apple pies are just, they just are using tree trunks for apple pies. Do love apple pies. I do. Love. What's your best apple pie you've ever My had? best apple pie? Yeah, best one you've ever had. Not, not ever made, ever had. I don't know. I mean, I'm not like, like, I dabble in apple pies, right? But I'm not like a, I've tried the apple pies everywhere. You can get an apple pie in Nashville kind of a guy. I don't know if anyone no. is that kind of a guy. No, no, no. You got, you got to be either extra old or extra weird to be but for that, my, that level. For, for my birthday growing up, and I may have already said this on the podcast, I did used to get apple pie instead of getting cake. So, smart. Like I think I said, cake's overrated. Yeah, I totally do too. Unless it's an ice cream cake or a cookie cake. Which is just but ice just cream. Or is it just birthday, yeah, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Just playing birthday cake? Like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I'd rather have any any other dessert besides cake. So I'm with them on the good apple pie. My brother-in-law makes a really good apple pie. Oh, nice. Um, like, like homemade grandma's recipe from scratch. Like, mm. it's good, man. Mm. It's it's freaking good. I mean, there's, there's some, like, apple pie, like, um, I don't know, like, tangents that are equally as good. Like, an apple, what is it with, like, the... Jeez, uh, man. I, we're yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oh, I just, I'm, it's apple crumble. Apple crumble? Like, yeah, I made like one of those. So I made a healthy good. apple crumble a couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago man, just because I had like granola in the house. I was like, that. heck yeah, like, I want to try that. Uh, yeah, on the, as, on the a, topic as a kid, of, uh, my mom used to like peel apples, and I do have good memories of like mm. apple pie night where she would make an apple pie and she had this like really cool thing where you would stick the apple into it. I would spin, spin it. it really fast. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to eat the skin. I used to love mm-hmm. that. I had one of those in college too. It weirdly is like one of the most efficient kitchen tools that have ever, ever been invented for sure. Yeah. I don't think tree trunks has one, but no, 
I mean, in what other scenario do you not want the skin? In an apple pie, you don't want skin. Yeah, but that's the only scenario. Oh, you said it was in, in any other scenario. Yeah, you absolutely want this skin on an apple. Yeah. Well, on the topic of food, and before we take a quick break, I did want to take a moment and pour one out for Jake's meal that he cooks at the very beginning. Because oh, that please. was please do. just clutch, man. I have, wow. apparently, I only caught the, uh, the bibimbap. Obviously, that's a pretty obvious one. And that's why I was like, dude, bibimbap doesn't smell. It's basically like a Korean Chipotle bowl. Um, but apparently he was cooking, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so apologize for my lack of Korean knowledge, doenjang jijai, which is a stew made of soybean paste, tofu, zucchini, and scallions. And, yeah, and Jian, you nailed it. You nailed the pr- uh, pronunciation too. Yeah. Well, I, I live, I in, no I live I next know. to Doraville where all the, all the best Korean restaurants in Atlanta are, so that's been all around yeah. me all the time. Well, I, I also don't know if you did or not. I'm just trying to make you feel good. <laughs> it was it was probably not the worst attempt ever. Um, but he's also cooking jian, which is a dish made of whole or sliced fish, meat, vegetables, etc., coating them in egg wash and wheat flour before cooking them in oil. So I would imagine soybean paste mixed with sliced fish did lead to a stinky smell. But I would 100% take Korean food over apple pie any day of the week. <laughs> Man, it kind of reminded me of how you do it. I feel like you do it pretty big sometimes. Like I, we would come over to your house or I would come over to your house for like the beginning of a boys' night or if we're doing like Magic the Gathering type thing. And you'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll make us something. And it's always way more than it needs to be. <laughs> like I would be totally cool with just like a Domino's pizza, you know, but you're, you're a Jake in that way. Like I feel like yeah, you're, that's, that's you why got Jake's guests, my soul you got sister. Someone over, you're going to go all out with what you're cooking or making or drinking or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best, I mean, three moments in the show that I always like stop in, take a gander at are, um, Jake's everything burrito, Jake's perfect sandwich, um, Jake's Korean, uh, lunch here and BMO's sentient sandwich are just four of my like favorite, I love the way they do cooking scenes in this show. And it makes me be like, yes, that's why I do I do it up the same way. I'm like, oh, we could do ketchup or we could do like spicy habanero creamy ketchup with all the little <laughs> weird ingredients I have in my fridge, you know? Sounds like we need to make a different podcast. Ned <laughs> makes Russell food and Russell it's tries called, to describe what he's eating. <laughs> What's in my fridge? How to make... <laughs> What's in my fridge? Everything that you haven't touched in six months turn it into an amazing dish. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, Ned. Podcast. And we'll get back. <laughs> yeah. We'll get back we got, and uh, gotta get back, back on track Western. here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll see you in a minute. Michael, we're so sorry. That was so bad. We tried to be we tried oh, to be funny. That was rough. <laughs> that was Don't rough. Play this, put this instead of what we just did. That was that was so bad. <laughs> yeah, or just keep this in here and uh we can we can wallow in how bad our our skit was there. Ned, I can't, I can't believe you took it that far. I can't believe you went there with that commercial that we just did. Welcome back from potentially the worst ad break we have ever had in our life. So it's all good. I think, I think we need to stop addressing how bad that... They, they get it, right? Y'all get yeah, how yeah. bad the ads are. They're ah, always going to be bad. This is the last time we're going to talk about how bad <laughs> the ads were. <laughs> Well, talking about things being bad, I wanted to get your perspective on this new side of the candy kingdom that we're seeing. We, yeah. we are finally introduced to the fact that 
Princess Bubblegum's little world she's created over there is not so perfect, you know? It's almost like it's growing out of hand. Like it's it's getting too big for her, the truly tyrant over all of it. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, exactly. The kingdom's not expanding, but there are certain segments of the city that maybe even she won't go to. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, we've seen a concept that she's always tucked away in a lab, always creating new candies and and really kind of going for that manifest destiny, expand my kingdom. Not Not necessarily take over other kingdoms, but like, expand and have the perfect kingdom and keep growing. But there is definitely some sort of negligence now that she is, it's grown beyond her oversight. And I think that this is important to just take note of this here because there is many, many other Candy Kingdom episodes where there's like a banana guard episode where the banana guards have a secret banana guard, like hideout and they have their own little stuff they do behind princess bubblegum's back um there's rogue candy people obviously there's jake's gang is running train on people and in the candy kingdom like being near to not running train that's they're doing what with that <laughs> running near, near to wellness <laughs> maybe running say, train maybe pre-lady the banana guards aren't just behind bubblegum's back i think they might be behind hey he obviously got a little turned on too when she slaps uh, the butt she slaps the banana guards butt for sure yeah Yeah, the the thumbs up from the other banana guard he's like he's about it (laughs) there's some promiscuity is that the right word you boys better stick around if you want to bite in my apple pie (laughs) you want to bite in my apple pie it's terrible dude she belongs in the streets she belongs in the street. She 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 used to sell apple pie on the streets, among other things. She must have. I love <laughs> my lovely can freaking hear apples, dude. The pig is awesome. Okay, I've got a couple things to say about Mr. Pig. One, he does get my tops of this episode too. When they yeah. have the insane shadow moment on his face when he's like, they sound scared. Sounds scary. That's like so random, but so great. Definitely my tops of the episode. He's great. But we do get introduced to Mr. Pig. He is now a reoccurring character. We will get more Mr. Pig. I think I saw a spoiler on the website when I was researching, or on like the wiki when I was researching this episode a little bit. Is he and TT, are they together? They are a thing. That sucks, they, dude. Mr. Pig, you don't need her. Get yeah, out of there. Yeah, well, it turns out, like, he's not, like, the worst character, but he is definitely a little bit of a wet blanket, which is the reason he didn't get my lovely, is because I know, like, future you just Mr. Know too Pig much episodes. about him. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I only know this episode with Mr. Pig. So, from this episode, I liked him. And really, yeah. it all comes down to the fact that he's like, I'm sorry, y'all, they're making me do this about eating them. <laughs> that that was so funny. Yeah, well, he's very cool, calm, and collected in this episode, and that does not stay his primary character role, is to be, he is not the cool, calm, and collected one in, in later episodes. Okay, so, noted. Yeah, that's, that's that was my only reason for not giving Mr. Pig's, Mr. Pig's more credits than he deserved, for sure. There's, there's just some good characters. Like, uh, we've talked about so many of them already in, in, in this podcast, but... Even Smudge, which we just kind of glanced over, the giant mm-hmm. gingerbread man, he's got that deep voice. He's not like the idiot that you would almost imagine, like the stereotype for 
a gang with a yeah, deep voice, like for the muscle to be guy. the yeah. idiot. Yeah. But his voice was so deep, it made me giggle because it reminded me. Do you remember the Pokemon parody episode one from like ebombsworld.com type yeah. days? It's like stick figures, like stick Pokemon. And I've and seen a couple of them. Like, I don't know if I remember that specific one. There's a Pikachu in this that I'm thinking of. And the Pikachu has that same thing where you, Pika, Pika, you imagine that. And it's Pika, Pika. <laughs> <laughs> And so it was like the same tone and like the same level of, of deepness. And it really got to me. It really made me laugh. If you're out there and you're looking for some entertainment, the, the Pokemon parody episode one, you can look it up on YouTube. It's it's pretty good. It, it's worth your time. If I you like you're Pokemon. Gonna tell people if you're looking for some entertainment out there, go to E-Bombs World. <laughs> yeah. E-Bombs World is going down. <laughs> no, don't go to E-Bombs World, man. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure... Was that what that have been? Two thousand six. Saw some not sixth grade healthy things on Ebom's world. So much of my growing up, though, I feel like was spent like on Ebom's world, like in that in that pivotal moment of like defining comedy, I guess, and like your friend being like, "Oh my gosh, you got to see this video!" Like pre YouTube days, I I used to love like kill some time and Ebom's world. They had all the flashed games on them. Again, yeah, I did, would not I did appreciate the spending flash any games. of your time on that. It's <laughs> it's all a waste of time at this point, and probably super inappropriate for people or kids the age that we were. Uh, probably like fifth grade to like seventh grade, looking at that stuff. But yeah, yeah, we got we got we definitely got that. Uh, parents weren't aware that the internet was a dangerous place. Face. <laughs> Yeah, but there's some classics like the Pokemon parody episode one. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, Smosh.com. End of, end of the world. Like, <laughs> yes, it's Smosh. Ends of, ends of the world. Um, you played the, <laughs> the game. It was um, the impossible game or the impossible, the impossible quiz game. or whatever. Yeah, of yeah, course. That was awesome. All the dating so. sims. That's where I learned how to date. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> do you anyway. help cook dinner or get a divorce? <laughs> Give her a gift. This gift costs four thousand dollars. Sweet, I've got eight eighteen hundred million of, of them. Let's do this <laughs> now. Anyways, let's move on. No tangents. Back to Adventure Time. No tangents. Uh, I wanted to ask because I actually had a moment in this episode. Is this the first time we get Banana Guard dialogue in the show? Have we had? Have you been introduced to kind of the Banana Guard persona? I don't think we have. I think this might be the first time. Yeah, okay, good, good. I I love the banana guards, first of all. Mm. I love that one tree trunks calls him up. She lives out in the apple orchard, and somehow banana guard in Candy Kingdom jurisdiction reaches out to her house, which I think is also hilarious. Yeah, but they a little bit, but maybe still about part of the kingdom. Yeah, know? and I think maybe that's what it is. It's just kind of funny that she's not a candy kingdom person, but <laughs> First of all, she calls herself in to get arrested for stealing her own apples. And then the banana cars just go along with it and they're just arresting her for it. So I, I love the banana guards play just a great role through all of Adventure Time. And so I'm glad that this was actually the first introduction to kind of like their, like, there's my little banana guard voice. Like <laughs> she might have been going for a lighter sentence or something. Who knows? You know, who knows? Well, and then she, and then realizing that she has, inhuman strength enough to break the bonds those were some pretty pretty weak links if you have to ask me yeah it's it probably was (laughs) and again that it goes to show i think the banana guards are not 
very good guards at all. And <laughs> the fact that tree trunks of all people broke out of the shackles. No, I, I wouldn't imagine them to be. There was a, a banana character, gosh, I'm trying to remember back to Finn's birthday episode where all the characters are dying. Wasn't there a banana mm-hmm. character on th- that episode? I think there is. Not uh, a card, I think though. Banana Man technically is in that episode. Okay. And there is a future episode where they have they help Banana Man um, build a rock, or B- Banana Man is building a rocket, and Banana Man uh, helps them build a car. It's actually we built a truck is one of my favorite episodes of Adventure Time ever. It's it's a great one, but the theory of it is Banana Man's that shorter guy, right? And he's got the the um, actual like banana top on him. So the theory is that the banana guards are created by Princess Bubblegum and she's obviously they have a sliced off bottom and that Banana Man was one of the sliced off tops or sliced off bottoms or whatever that got away. And mm. he doesn't even like live in the Candy Kingdom either, but he's he's like one quarter of a banana guard. Yeah. Dude, banana's not really a candy though. It seems kind of random. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I'm else. It. Yeah. No, you're 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 correct. They I think the banana guards technically have like a little chocolate top on the top of them. So they're supposed to be like the chocolate banana on a stick. Technically counts. Yeah. Dessert, but certainly. That's why okay. Banana Man does not live in the candy kingdom because <laughs> he, cool. he has no candy aspect about him. What are your thoughts on how Finn puts together this mystery at the end? Does It feels like a little bit of a stretch, right? No, I mean, he he pretty much, I mean, he hit the hammer on the head. Yeah, I don't but think it's too it's much. It's so of a random. It's all so random. Like, who's to say that scarecrows or or magpies? I don't know why. I put did he say scarecrows for some reason? I wrote down scarecrows. Maybe that was just in my head. Magpies, uh, no footprints. Uh, there are magpies on the roof. Oh, sorry, the scarecrow. Um, dude, wow, I'm being dumb. I guess I am in a weird mood. <laughs> no scarecrow being raggedy princess, right? Mm-hmm. And so. The banana guard saying, I just watched this episode. Good grief. Yeah, the, when the banana guard says, There's no scare, you should get a scarecrow. That's yeah, what it they, was. Yeah, there's a lot of birds out or whatever. You should get a scarecrow. And that's what ties it all together. You know, uh, listeners, thank you for hanging in there with me today. Good grief. <laughs> uh, yeah, no footprints, Matt Pies in the tree, Raggedy Princess in the ditch. And then he's like, Apples in the closet. It must have been the magpies. It just feels so, I don't know, it feels random to me. It's what's well, nice to see because when we had Finn's birthday mystery train, he was such a bad detective in that episode. Yeah. So to see maybe a, a bit of a redeeming quality coming from Finn. That- Does this go back to my theory about the glasses though? The glasses of Nerdicon? That it has made him smarter. like Smarter in, and in able essence. to see. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I mean, that's... That, I, if you can keep pulling that up and keep pulling up that theoretically speaking, when you're like Finn would not have been able to do this in season one and it's not a level of maturity. It's him like actually like yeah. being smart. Always bring that up. Stretch. Yeah. I mean, it was that the mystery was still a bit of a stretch for him to put it all yeah. together just from the banana guard saying that, but, but I do want justice for raggedy princess. We still don't yeah. know what ne'er-do-well pushed her in the ditch. Like, I am just a little more upset that her job as a princess, nonetheless, at this point is being tree trunk scarecrow. Like it seems a yeah. little beneath her, you know? 
She doesn't have people in her kingdom to go look out for her or go try and find her. There's no search party, no no communication between the different kingdoms. Raggedy Princess is missing. Now she's yeah. just she's a scarecrow. Yeah, there is an episode where they go. Um, there's a big, huge like dump, basically, like where all the garbage, either the, all the garbage in Ooh or all the garbage from the Candy Kingdom goes, and that's technically her kingdom. Oh, and so. She does, yeah. She just literally like lives in a dump, and Aww. she is like the ruler of all the trash in Ooh. Man, poor, poor Raggedy Princess. I, I feel sorry for it now. We need a little bit nicer. Her, sure. Yeah, a little bit nicer to call her Raggedy Princess instead of Trash Princess, <laughs> <laughs> because That's that could, brutal, really man. could have been the first name for her, was Trash Princess. Dang, yeah, yeah. Justice for Raggedy Princess. She might Justice be my. For she might be Raggedy my lovely. Princess. I might have to switch out the pig. Now that I know the pig's future is um, not ideal. Yeah, there there might be some pig fans out there. I personally am not, so... I just doubt there are. Knowing, Raggedy knowing Princess would have got know. it for me. Her voice just drives me crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's that, that is where she great. lost it for me. Well, but, Jake's my tops, at least. And it's just the fact that Jake just keeps being like, I didn't know what was wrong. <laughs> his his that's, stupid that's, excuse. That's my Jake mistake. That's your Jake mistake? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's my Jake wrong. mistake. That's not a mistake. It's a great... <laughs> oh, maybe my Joshua and Margaret mistake, honestly. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't disciplining their child enough to know to not hawk bikes and steal old lady purses. And this was all before Finn, I'm guessing? Finn. All before Finn was old enough to run with the gang. Okay. For sure. Cool. So he's like little baby at that point. But what did you learn? What, did, what are your lessons? Did, we, did you get any lessons from this episode? Yeah, of course. I, All right. I got a great lesson. Uh, give me, give pigs, me them. Pigs can hear apples. I, yeah, my, mine was apparently apples are sentient of some way, shape, oh. or form. Yeah, I like that. So that go, yeah, it goes one and the same. Yeah, we're very similar. I, there wasn't much to take away from this episode, to be no. entirely honest with you. <laughs> yeah. My 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 other lesson was rock knockers are also butter slaps, just in case you didn't know. What's and a butter slap? It, it, we, said, we said it was probably a candy kingdom titty. Like, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> that, that's my theoretically rock speaking. Rock and then my last term. lesson is ne'er-do-wells are dirty little boys and girls. So... Mm. Okay. But nothing, nothing. I'm usually the king of pulling out deep stuff in an episode. I just wasn't here this week, guys. <laughs> we don't need it. Next week, next week we'll get super deep. I don't even know what episodes next week. And uh, it is. Um, it's gonna be so deep. It's oh, it, I can't remember the name of the episode. It's the um, the haunted mansion episode, which is it's a really good one. I'm I'm excited about it. Oh heck yeah! Well, Ned, I got a a little wreck for you. Oh, give me your wreck, baby. And this wreck almost only applies to you because it's not too late for you. Everybody else, all the listeners, uh, the, the fellow travelers that we have, they will all be long on their journey by the time this reaches their ears. Now, okay. take a moment tonight, since I know you haven't. It's the month of July. One beautiful, amazing, incredible, uh, magnificent, magical thing. Uh, Event thing that occurs in the month of July is the Tour de France. And I would love it if you would take part in watching the Tour de France and cheering on your fellow Americans, Sepp Kuss and 
the other guy. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Doesn't even, doesn't even, it already sounds like that's a French American guy. Yeah. I think all of them are like their parents are from another country. I, I don't know. We don't have like a straight up sounding super American. Not that it matters, but I needed Dan Smith to be American biker. No, nah, I do. We've, we've got like four or five Americans in the tour this year that are doing really well. And I'm super impressed. I mean, the one whose name I can't remember continues to attack. He's on the front of the tour the whole time. Sepp Kuss, his teammate right now is in yellow and Sepp is up there pulling the Peloton and dropping people on the mountains. Sepp is in, Incredible. I'm so impressed by this kid. Uh, and both of them are young enough to be qualifying for the white jersey. So white jersey is the under 25 youngest rider uh, jersey. But anyways, I grew up cycling. I, I love biking. And it was a big part of my childhood. And so, of course, whenever the Tour de France comes on, I am tuned in. NBC on YouTube post extended clips every day. So if you really wanted to, and you're like, oh, Russell's inspiring me to check out cycling because there's so much more to it than just people riding bikes. There's so much strategy. You can go on to YouTube and 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 watch every stage from start to finish and you won't have anything spoiled for you. And they, I don't know. Go go ride a bike and watch the Tour de France. If they were real Americans, you know how they'd win the Tour de France? On a daggum Harley Davidson. Uh, with blood doping and EPO like Lance Armstrong. <laughs> like fake Armstrong. Oh, come on. <laughs> he was my childhood hero. <laughs> man, my wreck uh, this week, it's it's weird. It's a weird one. It's got to be Assassin's Creed Origins. as the, okay. the Egyptian Assassin's Creed. Just started playing that. Needed a big open world game to kind of dive into a little bit. And after playing Elden Ring for how hard Elden Ring was, it's a nice change of pace because it's not, this game's not so hard. So it's kind of yeah. nice to just kick back and like kind of take it easy a little bit. So I'm very jealous of your gaming. I miss like being caught up and up to date with all the games that are coming out. I'm, I'm a little bit up to date. It pops up like occasionally on like Facebook feeds. I, you know, I follow like games yeah. radar. And I know you're IGN not like a stuff. huge gamer who's playing every single night, but you're certainly much more than I am. I mean, I have a Nintendo switch and that's, the most I've bought in years. Yeah, at least at least PC does a pretty darn good job with like you can get anything, much any and it's cross platform yeah. anything. Yeah, so that's one day. It's kind of fun to not be restricted, and you can just pop on <coughs> to Steam and uh, and buy anything like super yeah. easily. Well, cool. Well, thanks everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following us and checking us out on all our socials. You can follow us on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast. We post there probably most, honestly. I do a lot of stories. Uh, we had a, a slow two weeks here for the past two episodes. I think me and Ned both got a little busy with work. Mm -hmm. We're pretty far behind on Instagram and also TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast. Uh, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. We've got a segment, The Traveler's Log, which I didn't have anything this week. Y'all, come on. Email us. I want to get some Traveler's Log stuff going at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. You can check us out on YouTube. We do not have a visual element yet. Keep saying that every week, maybe one day. Uh, if you do a review for us, on Apple Podcasts or really anywhere you can rate or review us and it helps us, it helps us get our name out there. Or if you even like post about our podcast, 
share an episode, let us know you did it. We'll write your name on a little list and we'll send you a podcast sticker for free. Yes. Uh, and they're dope. They're cool stickers. They're such high quality. I, I love them and I would love to get them in the hands of, of more listeners. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday, of course. Of Ned, course. I'll probably see you next Tuesday. Jeff. Because we, we don't live together any, well, in the same city anymore. No. But uh, we'll, we'll have boys night soon, and we'll, we'll just have to party forever whenever we can party forever. But I also, I love the Jew, Russell, and I love the Jew guys. 